right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is Two Guys Ride Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by our friends at carparts.com. Get you some easy to use. Find them at carparts.com. Drop them right to your door. Now, look, Bird, I don't know about you, man. I'm fired up. This is one of our boys. Uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend behind. You know, I, I'll preface this whole thing. Remember the days when we used to tune our cars by, I don't know, cam swaps, right? I don't put some more spring if you're going a bigger <laughs> cam. You'd put a bigger carburetor on there, fancy big new shiny intake, man. You'd be like, y'all, I'm at it. I'm doing it. And, uh, man, you would actually, you know, make a little gain here, a little gain there. But nowadays, you gain power by plugging in. You know, you really do. No doubt. And and it's funny when, you know, we talk about tuning. Uh, it used to be a screwdriver, you know, maybe a 916 wrench. You know, maybe you turn distributor a little bit one way. Turn that distributor. Yeah, <laughs> add a couple degrees. Yeah, change some, you know, balance weight springs or something like that, you know? I mean, and, uh, you know, you do it electronically, and, and in one sense, it sounds so complicated. But once you've gotten into fuel injection a little bit, uh, at least the, the basics of it, it, it kind of functions about the same way, right? Um, you're adding yeah. your retarding spark. Uh, you know, maybe you put a little bit of gain on, like, an accelerator pump, you know, for tip-in and... You know, you're just doing air fuel ratio, you know, but but it's learning how to get in there and how to interface it like like a smartphone. You know, if everything could be as intuitive as a smartphone, great. Or a teller machine, you know, where you put your card in and it asks you, you know. Oh, man, I don't know if they're so I don't know if those are so smart, bro. You know why they call them cell phones, right? Because they got us all trapped, bro. They got us oh, all sold. trapped. We've been sold. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. The adult version of a pacifier. Yeah, <laughs> no. No, with that being said, I mean tuning in the oe world um can get mighty complicated right because they have yeah. layer after layer of refinement that we never had previously you know and they're going after these really tight tolerances for emissions and you know stumbles and little things that we wouldn't care about with a big lumpy cam but on these smooth little engines and everything's perfect and you know they got to go you know whatever 150,000 miles and all that stuff uh man they got a lot of layers in there um so how do you get in there and how do you tune? But the basics of tuning an engine, I think, are amazingly awesome, man. It, it fires me up, and I, I love getting in there. And, and it's such feedback, man. You, you, you know, think about a carburetor. You, know, you turn the screw a little bit or you change a jet, and you're like, whoo, man, I got yeah. less smoke coming out the tailpipe or I picked up a little bit of ET. Plug looks good. Yeah. Plug looks good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally, you know, totally get it. But, you know, it's weird because there's a – 
there's a little bit of a perception that you got to know, you know, you got to go to Neo on the dark web and he gives you a download. You click on the link and upload it to your file and you, you know, you lose all the stock settings. So you're screwed if Neo's tune doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it is a little bit of, you know, a little bit of weird architecture and, and, you know, sort of know how to, to begin that process. But to me, it's a lot like snowboarding, right? Once you get it, Man, you pick up the curve really fast, and it becomes the way to go as far as tuning, especially nowadays, fuel injection boost, power adders. Um, you know, it's the only way to go. Well, yeah, and it's great, man. So there's some tools out there, right? We've got Jay Payson from HP Tuners. So we're going to shed the light on a lot of the mystery and a lot of the awesome things, the tools that are available to really dive into any pretty much any vehicle out there that you would want to get your hands on, which you would want to get behind that curtain. Uh, and the tools that you would use to go there and tune it. And you can start out pretty simply by, you know, let's say you've made a modification, you've added some headers or something. Uh, you know, maybe your, your, your volumetric efficiency is a little higher, so maybe you got a little bit of knock. You can go in and just change little areas where you might have too much spark and pull some spark out or might put a little bit of fuel in or something. So you can do some little simple things and then you can build that confidence to go deeper, right? Oh, yeah. Or you could be stupid like me and just throw it all in. Throw it all in. Let's hammer it. <laughs> hey, I, I got a question. You're, you know, you're the guy on the OE side. When you're, you know, when these things are leaving, you guys know that there are, there are margins out there that we can go, you know, sneak behind and snatch in and throw some spark here, time in there, add some fuel there and, and harness just a little bit of power out of it. How hard do you guys fight on the OE side of it? people trying to bridge that gap to find that linkage that allows them to go in and and tune to their specifications and desires as opposed as opposed to what you guys want on the warranty side oh uh, like how much does the oe care about people going in and fiddling with the calibrations y yeah how yeah. much do you put how much time do you put into it so that we can't do that well you know i'm not in that front line you know, let's say on the warranty side, sure, and in sure, that but computer, you're aware of right? it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you kind of look at it from the outside, um, it's evolved so much between locked PCMs and unlocked PCMs, and then they end up getting you know broken into anyways, and it's like a losing battle. So it's a weird thing between you know, I think the OEs know in, in some sense that uh, that type of customer they want to sell to them because they want to buy the product, and it, it's like a weird thing on you know letting them kind of get in there and fiddle around without getting burnt on the warranty. So it's a real dance, man, and it's evolved and it's changed. And I'm sure some years there could be a massive warranty spike and they always just kind of freak out and pull back and go, no, 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 never mind. You guys just yeah. stay away. But then, oh, wow, you know what? These customers love it and look at them. They're out on the track. They're making us look good. They're enjoying the product. So, yeah, it's a weird symbiotic sort of battle fight. You know, it's kind of like having one of your friends make out with your sister. It's just right, weird. right, right. It's just weird. So, yeah. It's a lot like that. A lot like that. <laughs> uh, just a little different. All right, look, let's take a break. We'll come back. We have Jay from HP on. We have Kevin Bird. We have Willie B. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Back after the break. It is Two Guys Ride Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. Dun, dun, dun. Have you got a chance to check this site out? I'll tell you, it's not just parts. You know, your general maintenance parts, your collision parts, you know, your repair parts, stuff like that. But, man, you can find some cool vintage stuff. Oh, man, from new cars to old cars and everything in between. You know, it's amazing how much content they have just from repair panels, collision 
maintenance stuff, but then we've bought so many high performance parts, wiring harnesses, you know, for, for old hot rods, you know, like your window regulator, it's amazing in, in the extent to what they have. And I always love it for the time I save and the money I save, right? I don't have to track down, I don't have to go to the parts store, I don't have to deal with the guy behind the counter. I just flip through, find what I need, hit the button, and it's shipping to my door. So hit that at carparts.com, find it, find your part, uh, and get it dropped, rocked right to your back door, shop door, front door. Uh, Jay, man, I'm fired up to talk to this guy. Normally, I run in and see him in the pancake buffet, and I'm like, that's our boy. Let me get one of those sausages or some bacon, bro. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's great to have you on the podcast, Jay. Uh, looking forward to picking your brain on what's going on at HP. And, man, you guys got to be crazy busy. Like everybody we talk to in the car world, this year has been by far the best. It's been absolutely incredible this year. And, Willie, I'm not sure if you're remembering right because I'm pretty sure it's the bar that we usually meet in. We absolutely. Might end up- I'm not denying that. <laughs> It's both. Might it's end both. Up going back to our room. Catch them for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> yep. Follow up for you know some. It's all good. The uh, you know this year is absolutely <laughs> incredible. We're setting records this year, sales records month over month, and uh, you know tuning it's it's alive as and uh, as alive as ever. We've got new applications. Um, we really spread our wings in the import market, and uh, it's just taken off, man. And not just not not just uh, here in the states but internationally as well. Wow. Well, we've talked so many times, uh, you know, in this podcast and in other forms as well. Uh, you know, the traditional cool cars was a smaller subset, uh, but I, I think the creativity has just gone nuts as far as taking many different types of vehicles, getting the right stance, the right look. And then so many of them uh, are, are just primed for putting on any kind of boost device. Uh, and then all of a sudden it becomes a whole nother level. And so many of them are already coming with either some version of supercharger, turbos, or et cetera. So they're primed to, you know, upgrade in any number of ways from tune to boost devices and whatnot. So the, I think the portfolio of cool cars has doubled, tripled, quadrupled or whatever, depending on your perspective. Um, so I could see where there's a ton of room out there for you guys to be a part of that sort of uh, expansion in that direction, let alone, you know, vertically, right? Man, you're not kidding. When, when it comes to, I mean, it's like the late 60s all over. Oh, yeah. We're, Free love. You, you what? 800-something horsepower on on some of these Dodges, 700 horsepower from the factory. You know, the, the it's just absolutely incredible. And it's not just the cars. We've got these trucks that are just incredible out of the box. And you know, you've got a turbo from the from the manufacturer and with the EcoBoost or something like that, and it's a hundred horsepower with just the tune. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's funny. I went to a car yeah. show just this past Friday, small car show. Uh, you know, I live in this little little small town just outside. You know, the south side of Denver, and man, I, I got to tell you, it had more cars with turbos or superchargers on it than there were cars without. It's the first car show I've been to that had 50 cars, 30 of them had to be boosted in some form. It was crazy. It's good times we're living in for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, 1,000 horsepower is the new 350. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you know, back in the day, like, if you got 350 horsepower, 400 horsepower, I mean, you were, you were starting to get there. Whew. Yeah, man. Yeah, you roll up with 500 now. People just scoff at you like, Pfft. 
What are you doing here? Why'd you man? bring yeah, your sister's yeah. car? We're talking like a 90, 99 Mustang or something with the returnless fuel system. 400 of the tire was a lot. And now I've got yeah. a Coyote downstairs in the basement. And it's right where you said it's 1,030 at the tire. E85 with, you know, 18 pounds, 19 pounds of boost. Yeah, man. Yep. I love it. It's incredible. It's incredible. And you are positioned right there because as soon as we go and touch something, uh, you know, you've pretty much screwed up the factory calibration. So you got to go in there and, and, you know, retune the thing, recalibrate it uh, for whatever mods. And, you know, many of us continue to kind of keep modding and changing and whatever. So uh, there could be multiple attempts at going in there, depending on, you know, how you want to reconfigure it or upgrade it or go a little bit faster, right? To, to, let, let me put it real, Willie, let me put it real simply. If you go ahead and boost a naturally aspirated car, you're not going to be running a stock calibration for long. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, Jay, I got a question, man, because you've been at this so long. It's really cool to see the growth and what you guys had just evolved into. Uh, when was it for you that you knew, man, this was the future? Like, you know, you're a race guy, you know, hot rod street car guy. When was that moment for you when you realized, man, this is 100% going to be the direction that everything pivots in uh, moving forward? OBD2, when OBD2 came out, um, you know, and, and I've been in it for a minute. Um, shoot, 88, started turning a wrench and then moving on up into the performance, uh, started working for a comp company called Eklund in 93. And uh, Eklund at the time owned uh, Mr. Gasket, which is Hearst, Mallory, Excel. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have roots back then at Eklund. Um, Axel Super Coil picked it up at Super Shops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have me one. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, so, you know, in 93, tuning a, a race car um, for the uh, World Challenge in SCCA. And um, now that. 93 man that that's that and then obd2 coming up a few years later it just determined that hey if i don't adapt from uh carburation you know i'm i'm limited in terms of what i could do yeah and i think the first time you make that full leap you know not put your toe in but just kind of dive in and go okay this is what i got now i don't have a carburetor you know, once you get in there and you start tuning around and you can relate if you had that experience with a carburetor and a distributor, uh, like I said, the functions for the most part uh, on the basic tuning are, are the same, right? You're still getting the same accomplished goal and you can almost mentally think about it the same way. Now you just got to figure out where the button is and where the knob instead of the screw and right turning the wrench or whatnot. Um, yeah, 100%. And, you know, we, we do our best uh, HP tuners to determine what to call things so that people can understand. So if someone understands what an accelerator pump does or, or what the, uh, you know, just what the timing curve is and how to illustrate it and how to data log it and how to present the information, um, we spend a tremendous amount of time on making it digestible. Yeah, it's really and, about- uh, Easy to pick up. Yeah, trying to find the button. Right. You, you already know if yep. you've tuned anything before, you already know you're just going, all right, well, where's the menu? What menu am I going to? And where's the just like you said, hopefully they named it something smart and clever. There it is. You know, like, all right, yep. up and down, up and down. Right. Yeah, man. But it, there's a certain, you know, dark art to it. We want to see kind of behind the curtain. I feel like it's a scene from like, you know, 
the Facebook movie where you got a bunch of hackers in a room and people are yelling and screaming and da da da, and you're like, hey, I found a horsepower, you know, and some girl goes <laughs> running through in a bikini. It's like, <laughs> what, like, what is it like where, like, when you guys are in there cracking codes and and finding all these margins to to play with? So you know what we do a very good job with is cracking the computer and you guys had you know in, in the intro you had mentioned there's some desire to to uh keep warranty claims down and, and keep that manageable and you know we end up spending a lot of our time getting into the computer and not so much worrying about making the horsepower but making the tool so that our customers can make the horsepower that that's our business oh. model is we make the tool to tune with and our customers are the ones doing the tuning and our customers are two types. We've got the guys like, well, you've raced for yep. years. We, we've got guys like you that have been tuning since, you know, Oh, four easy. They've been with us since the beginning and they still are tuning their, their race cars. But then we have guys that have taken that to the next level and opened a business and now they're tuning for their customers yeah. with our product. So we need to pay, make a product that's good enough to earn money with for, for the shop, but is easy enough to learn that the racer can learn how to do it and use it for themselves. And that's, that's our horsepower. That's when we find our horsepower, that's what we're delivering, is we're giving the tool, you know, the screwdriver, the, the, the feeler gauge set, and getting the tools right so they can be used properly. I feel like we just got some HP gospel right there, man. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Woo! <laughs> man, I want to out my shirt. Yeah, Ooh. man. But it is true. You're giving us the tools, and, you know, you you do it in a way that makes it, you know, easier to navigate and to, to sort of mitigate any issues or problems. You know, like you were saying, Kev, it's really just about air-fuel ratios, right? It's about... You know, keeping it lean and mean, but you don't want to burn a hole in, in the piston or get too hot. Like It's all about walking that line when you add spark, when you pull it, you know, when you can push the envelope, you know, and when to pull back. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, if we kind of divert here into, you know, the, the horsepower wars uh, and who can find more horsepower, I mean, uh, you'll find two different types of tuners. You'll, you'll find the guy that just tries to, to make the claim with the biggest number. Uh, and that might not be the guy that you want to tune your car because the reason those margins are in there is not because the OEs are sloppy. The OEs are just protecting for all different types of conditions. So what humidity, what you know, outside ambient temperature, uh, all these things, right? Even just amount of heat soak, like how long has the vehicle been, let's say, towing up a mountain with a full load? So are, are the metal components hot, et cetera? Uh, so they're just baking in that, hey, man, any Yahoo can get in one of these vehicles and do pretty much anything with it and it's going to be safe. And it's up to us as the end user, right, the customer, to figure out, well, hey, man, this is where I live. This is what I'm going to do with it. Or I'm willing to walk up the line on, you know, risk and reward, you know, go fast or bang. Uh, and I can, you know, tweak some of those margins out. Or uh, I can, uh, let's say, enhance part of the map, you know, the, the torque curve that the OE didn't, let's say, deliver because, um, you know, it might blow the transmission out, it might exceed, you know, X number of gear shifts within the trans or drive line or anything else that, you know, us guys be like, hey man, I got a new drive shaft in there. I upgraded my transmission or I don't care if my torque converter blows up. You know, <laughs> we can go in there, especially with boost. And, uh, you know, like he said, 
find another 100 horsepower in there. You know, maybe we're changing some springs and some other things where we can, you know, increase the uh, the, the RPM limit and still pick up power and not, you know, maybe we're okay with exceeding the turbine speed, you know, like integrating life from 150 to 200,000 miles, you know, down to 50, 60, 80,000 right. <laughs> miles, whatever it is, you know. You're going to sell it on eBay long before 200,000. You're going to get rid of that thing about 170. Exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah, and one of the cool things is uh, with our the, the with our business model we work with guys that specialize so we're we work with a guy or a couple of guys that are just ecoboost or ecoboost and coyote and what they are able to do is they are able to get to the point where hey we've got this awesome towing tune and they could sell it as a towing tune and really you know they can ignore some of the other areas that the oem might need to to concentrate on or here's an ecoboost drag race tune we need to make it run as well as it can down the quarter mile and as quickly as it can and that's some place where we might not worry about turbine speed speed too much and then go back to a street tune and so on and so forth and that's where we we you know with us finding the specialists and then introducing the vehicle owners to the specialists i think our competitive advantage lies no that's a great point yeah. jay so um a lot of this can be really daunting, right? So you can jump on their website and you can see their their sort of interface, right? It's their OBD2 port, you know, Bluetooth little module, right? The MPVI2. Uh, and you can get the software that goes with it, right? So you can, you can see what the tool looks like, right? And you can kind of gauge what it means. But, um, you know, that still might be a little bit overwhelming for the first timer. Uh, and so as Jay said, right, a lot of the strategy is, is linking up with the right, I'll call it professional, the guy that really knows, let's say, your vehicle, because uh, the OE strategies now are quite complex, especially with these boost systems, right? Uh, they don't operate the same way just five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, so finding the right guy that can set you up, let's say, safely with whatever your goals are for performance, towing, etc. Um, but like you said, those tools are there and there's a lot of different avenues for getting educated. Uh, I think right through your website, right, Jay? Uh, you've got some training there, and there's different schools. HPTuners.com, yeah, man. Yeah, so and, and we, we work with trainers all the time. Um, we're, we're working with schools. We work with the tuning school. We work with uh, people that write books and just do what we can to get as much information out there as possible. And um, it's very, very effective for, like, School of Automotive Machinists or UTI, uh, we, we help with curriculum reviews and things like that so that when someone get, comes out of their program, they have a, a strong education background in, in this aspect, in, in the tuning aspect. Yeah, and if you think about it, it's no different than any other automotive, let's say, repair. You know, there, there might be a job that you, you're not let's say capable of or, or confident in and you take it to the dealer, you take it to the mechanic that can do that or it's a specialty, but you know, maybe you're good at doing brakes. You'll do that at home. So you can start to like, you know, tippy toe in and get your right training so that either you can bring it to the mechanic or, you know, you can do it yourself, which is kind of cool. So. Shoot. I'm bringing it to my wife, man. She's good at digging up everything. She'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, all right. So here's the deal. We got to take a break. We're going to come back more with Jay, more with Kevin. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Will he be included? Catch you after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by carparts.com. 
refine their mobile experience. Go to carparts.com to see for yourself. If you know mate, model, year, you better know that. If you're, if you're buying car parts, please, God, know that. <laughs> and, and your address. Aside from that, man, it's really not too difficult. No, it is spot on simple, <laughs> man. And what's great is a lot of things that you get delivered to your house, man. You only have a limited window to get it returned if you need it returned. But these guys have 90-day return satisfaction guarantee, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and remember the wisdom in the words, yes, honey, of course, I need a turbo for the car to run right. It, it, it is crucial. Uh, Absolutely. Our boy Jay, HP Tuners, he is the man. Uh, it, it's very interesting to see where you guys, you know, Jay, we were mentioned you've been doing this forever. You know, you, you've been real sort of adaptive with what the car community has kind of led you, you know, the path that, that they lead you on, uh, which has been really cool. I like how you name things so us car people will understand. Uh, my question for you is, what comes next? What do you guys, what do you guys find in power? Where do you stay within the guidelines, rules? You know, Zev and Lev—that's always something you got to contend with. Where is HP Tuners going um, in the next evolution, or do you guys even know? This industry, automotive racing—I mean, have you ever been? If you've been racing for any period of time, you you're going to encounter obstacles and we have a, an obstacle in front of us. And that is, we need to make sure that we're doing everything legally and that's with emissions and making sure we're meeting emissions and making sure that our customers are, have the tools they need to meet the emission standards that are set. Um, and, you know, the path that we're going is with fewer tuners that are very, very specialized. Um, that do a job very well so that packages can be developed around elevated boost levels or camshaft packages or, you know, so cam and head packages. And then they are tested for emissions compliance and sold as a kit so that they can be installed in a particular uh, year make model. Yeah. So at that point, then you've got whatever your, your card, your sticker that says, you know, hey, I modified all this stuff, but... Wherever I go, is it 50 state that we're looking at or 49 state or is that still up in the air? But I am good. I've, I've complied. Yeah, and right now a lot of that's up in the air. We have uh, two, uh, you know, CARB is always California, but they have had a lot of influence uh, nationwide. And the EPA is um, really concerned with, with all 50 states. And what we're dealing with, and there's a huge misconception out there, and we learned this in have a lot of opportunities to educate our, our customer base is, hey man, I, I'm in the middle of Iowa, they don't have testing here, so I can delete my cats. And you know, the misconception is that this is federal law and you know, we can make so much power through cats these days. And frankly, I want my kids to grow up and their kids to grow up and be able to breathe clean air. And it's not, um, it's not something that we, we just, should choose to ignore at this point. It's something that with the proper tools, with the proper calibrator behind the keyboard, we can end up with phenomenal power and um, something that runs incredibly well and is clean. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. You know, um, you go back in the day and, and we were, you know, pulling off anything and everything to try to s scrape together a couple horsepower, you know? And uh, rubbing a couple of nickels together, but now it's finding power, finding ridiculous amounts of power, fun power, uh, is like falling off a log. 
And with these boost systems, you know, you talked about it before with factory, you know, horsepower showing up in the seven, eight hundred number factory. I mean, those were numbers that we just never even dreamed of back in the day when we were pulling off anything and everything, cats and smog equipment, you know, even just just having an AC compressor on there and anything else, you know, I saved 40 pounds and, you know, my streetcar and I'm sweating my, my ass off, you know, like. AC compressor, nothing. My girlfriend didn't have a seat. That's right. I put a five-gallon bucket <laughs> in, the, in the car. Exactly. I was like, hey, consider yourself lucky I got you the bucket. <laughs> and we were, we were chasing three to 400 horsepower at the time. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. And when you can buy a Trackhawk, you know, with 700 plus horsepower. Oh, those are and, nasty. And if you can offer, you know, if the aftermarket community can offer, you know, uh, a kit. Uh, is it EO? OE? Uh, you know, that's certified. EO, yeah. Yeah, EO. Uh, EO certified. And then you're pumping out eight, 900, 1,000. Um, you know, how, how are we going to complain about that? Like, what is that, what is that cat really going to do if we deleted it you know like in, in the big picture right yeah you're not picking up much you're not picking up much at all and the, the the reality of it though is the enforcement's coming even though if you don't have local enforcement there, there's a lot of um you know the the, the federal government if you want to google um 2020 nci or national compliance initiative um th this is a scenario where Automotive tuners were identified as one of the top five contributors to air pollution. And that, that's something that the government's taking very, very seriously. So even if we're not seeing it at the local enforcement level, this is something that the sooner we all get involved in, in cleaning up our act and making sure that we're doing this within the confines of the law, and we're still able to get the horsepower when we want, we've proven that. Um, but the sooner that we're able to, to do that, the, the happier we're all going to be and the less stressed out we're when it comes to making power. Most of the people know I do uh, some of my nine to five. I, I'm a hot rider at heart, you know, always been a race car kid and all that stuff. But I do radio. I do a morning show in Denver on a rock radio station. Bro, I was on a call not too long ago and that place had just got raided. And man, they got raided because they were cutting you know, diesel particulate filters off and cats off. And man, it it was serious. Like the government badged up, armed up, you know, those sweaters with the patches on the shoulders. They even had those. They had the little utility belt, the the nine strapped on it. And they're like, can I help you? And I was like, dang, we got an appointment to talk to that guy. And he was like, hey, glad you guys come by. Uh, This kind of happened. And I was like, wow, they were straight getting busted. And there was... 15 you know federal agents there in their black suvs it was like a movie scene i was waiting for samuel jackson to pop out of the bathroom uh it was it's intense so you don't want any of that happening in your shop no for sure and i, I think you know that that's where the education comes around the a, a tool that makes it easy to learn and pick up and utilize and uh you know we we work with specialists that will sell their tunes to shops that have the EO that can be installed in the vehicles. And I really see that being the future of the business is, you know, highly skilled professional specialists that, you know, they're, they're producing OE level work for the aftermarket for a given application uh, for a specific purpose. And I think that's where the, the, uh, the future lies for us. Well, and it's not really much different than what we're doing now. Um, but just 
tidied up a little bit. Like most guys um, are kind of doing some kind of bundle and you need to tune. So you're getting a pre-tune, right? You're, you're buying a supercharger kit. It comes with everything, right? It's a bolt-on scenario and oh crap, I need to tune. Oh, I have a tune with it. So we just got to make sure that that tune is EO, right? It's approved and it's good and it's clean and it gives you the same damn horsepower. Uh, so we're already kind of doing it. It's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, skirting around or whatever in, in, in sloppiness, let's say, but I, th I think of that. Well, and Kevin, well, I'm sorry for interrupting, but where, where we have been doing it in the past is we've been relying on the manufacturers of the turbo kit or the supercharger kit or whatever it may be to supply a tune. And so now they have to have someone or some, or some people on staff that can do Ford, Dodge, GM, Audi, whatever, whatever they're supporting. And what we bring to the table is that specialist that this guy knows EcoBoost or Coyote really, really well. And we can bring him in. And at the end of the day, by bring, bringing a specialist in, it's in a much better running vehicle, much cleaner scenario um, when the customer is driving down the road. Yeah, they know all the tricks, man. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm, I was kind of getting at. It's from the from the customer side, uh, we've been kind of getting that uh, you know process that bundle already, um, but it's been just a sloppy process from the delivery side. And, and kind of what you're saying is uh, the aftermarket's kind of regrouping and rethinking about who the players are uh, to do this in a much more streamlined, efficient way, uh, so that we get. You know the same kind of experience the turnkey right i want heads so you know if i can do a header if i whatever it is uh that can be eo'd in that package i get the turnkey setup that buys me the 100 200 300 horsepower whatever it is uh and i bolt it all on and i put the tune on and and i'm good from every single aspect i'm ready to go burn rubber and i'm clean Absolutely. you know that's the goal for us nice man it's like taking a bunch of people to walmart to target <laughs> very very quickly just saying oh, uh all right so look man i, I gotta ask you know we we see you guys at sema you guys are always out there um what do you think you know as you look for that to be the the model moving forward what do you see where do you see you guys at uh a, a year from now so a year from now we're going to have some pretty cool new products um Unfortunately, I can't expose much of it, but if you are at SEMA this year, which I know you will be, you need to come by and we need to get, get, get in front of you and show you what's coming because it's extraordinarily exciting. Um, looking forward to some really cool stuff coming down the pipe. Nice. Do you think it's growing and the evolution is happening in bigger leaps now than it ever has before? I was talking to this guy the other day, and, you know, I, I was at another car show, and all this full circle of old racers and guys I know and engine builders, and they were discussing, you know, what's better, the old school 350, you know, or big block or an LS, you know? And I was like, you guys are stupid if you're sitting here arguing for anything old. Have you seen what the LS can do on half the budget, you know, by sneezing on it? I'm like, it's not even an argument. That debate is gone. Step up and, and get with it because – it, it really is amazing what you're able to do nowadays. And I feel like, man, especially with you and you, what you guys do, uh, the next evolution, which is usually bigger steps, I feel like nowadays, um, is going to be great. You guys, you feel like it's happening faster than ever? You know, 
you, you look back in the day and we can make 100 horsepower on a diesel and it's like, this is nuts. We'll never do that with gasoline. But I'll tell you what, with the EcoBoost, we're there, man. You know, 100 horsepower on a gas motor with just a tune. It's, it's absolutely remarkable what, what these guys are able to accomplish. Yeah, and when you say just a tune, like for the end customer, you just put like your, you know, credit card in the teller machine and, and hit the boop, boop, yeah. you know, your four pin code. And then ching, there goes a hundred bucks, whoop, you know, like a hundred horsepower just came out of the teller. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit frustrating, uh, you know, in some regards that, uh, you know, maybe some of the regs are getting tighter and forced a little bit harder. Uh, but the great thing on the other end of that, right, the light at the tunnel is... Uh, the aftermarket, as always, is stepping up the game and delivering more than we ever dreamed of, you know? And and I think it's just going to be even easier, right? Um, because you're going to get just bundles and bundles to choose from that, you know, fits exactly what you want. And it's it's almost, for, for us, customer side's uh, turnkey. That's certainly the goal. That, that's what we're trying to accomplish. And you know, we've always had these obstacles. Um, you know, there's all, you know, back when there was carburation, there were freeze plugs on the idle screws, the idle mixture screws. And you know, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're always going to find ways to make our vehicles more enjoyable for ourselves and customize them as enthusiasts. And it's going to take great companies, whether it be camshaft manufacturers, supercharger, t- turbo manufacturers, whatever, they are going to step up and produce a product that improves the experience yeah this is uh this is good stuff man you guys got to check them out um hbtuners.com website man they got all the tuning tools and uh even some of the things that are ultimately exciting even if you don't want to get into tuning just like the track addict you know getting your smartphone set up uh so you can data log you can video record you at whatever track you're at you know, thousand different tracks already on there. I mean, that kind of stuff is super cool, even if you're not a tuner. So check out their website for sure. Now, Jay, where else can we find you guys uh, socially or anywhere else uh, just to kind of keep track, see what's going on and kind of get jazzed up? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, for sure. Be sure to check out one of our uh, owner's sons, Chris Piastri's son named Oscar is uh, trying out for Formula One, man. We're oh, all enthusiasts. Wow. We're in it to win it, and he's doing it at the highest level. So please check out Oscar Piastri. Um, he's won his first Formula Two race. He's a Formula Three champion, and he's trying out for F1. And our roots go deep here, man, and the racing. And we want to keep racing. We want to keep our customers racing, going faster, overcoming obstacles, and keep it up, man. Oh, that's exciting, man. Amen. We will be watching, and uh, we want some uh, updates. So, uh, man, we really appreciate you guys out there because literally without what you guys do, it would make what we want to be doing almost impossible. So you guys are a hero in my oh, book, man. Always appreciate uh, you know everything you're doing, and I love catching up with you wherever we can, PRIs and SEMA. So we will see you in both the pancake line and at the bar at the end of the day. Hell so. Yeah. Awesome, man. And you keep making those cars, but stop making them so hard to get into, please. 
<laughs> there you go. Give him hell, brother. Give him hell. Hey, don't forget about our show, Aaron, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episode also now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, a great resource to find us. Thanks to our guest, Mr. J from HP Tuners, Kevin Bird, Willie B, our producer, Scoop, and executive producer, Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, too, man, twoguysgarage.com, and share your thoughts. We're all over the place, man. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at twoguysgarage. Now, this Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyrighted, 2021, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. That means you can listen all you want, you just can't steal it. Go get your own Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's tuner. right. HP Tuner. HP Tuner. Go get one. All right. <laughs> Jay, we love you, bro. See you soon. All right, man. You guys take care. We'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Bye, Felicia. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.